Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Mark Joseph Stern, hello. Hello from Hollywood, California, live and live in living color. <laughs> he's not in Hollywood, he's in Washington. Uh, but heading to New York tomorrow for a lovely work retreat. Enjoy. Um, Thank you very much. Now, let's jump in very quickly. We've talked a lot about the Oscars, but I just wanted to get your thoughts because I said, any thoughts on the Oscars? And you said, yes, green book. <laughs> now, I think we, we probably, now I don't live in America, so the reverberations of, of the rights and wrongs of its win, maybe not as uh, as pointed for me, but I think we're probably differing in opinion on this one. Go for it. Un- unload why you think Green Book was a terrible choice for Best Picture. So there are a couple of problems. The first problem that I just want to highlight is that one of its lead writers, who won an Oscar for the screenplay, uh, tweeted during the 2016 presidential election that Donald Trump was correct that Muslims were cheering on their rooftops in New York and New Jersey during 9-11, which is absolutely false, total Islamophobic slander. And yet this guy tweeted it as though it were true. He said he saw it himself, which is not true. Uh, and then he went on to write this movie, which is ostensibly a pay-on to racial tolerance. So there's a problem up front with the writers. But if you get into the movie itself, which I unfortunately have seen, it is just to me, an extremely condescending story of a white savior, basically, okay, tell me I'm wrong. It's just white savior complex writ large. This white guy helps a black guy. This is not his story. This should be the black man's story. The whole thing feels insensitive to me. Uh, Okay, so, yeah, right. So one of the things that's been accused of is kind of playing down how atrocious it was for black people around that time. And the Green Book is a true historical document of places that uh, that black people could safely eat, get their hair cut, do shopping, stay overnight in hotels if they were traveling, right? right? But it's I, I don't buy into the white savior thing. Is Well, one, it's a true story. And it's it's they bettered each other. Like Tony Viggo Mortensen, the white guy, He's a horrible character and he learns uh, tolerance where there was ignorance and he in turn helps Marshal Ali's character uh, like lighten up and kind of find himself and, 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 and just see different perspectives on the world. Okay, so that is true to some extent. I mean, it is in a vacuum a kind of pleasant buddy comedy. And I do think that like a sixth grader, an 11-year-old watching it might take away a nice theme or two. (laughs) But first of all, first of all, it is not necessarily a true story. It was all written from the perspective of Viggo Mortensen's character. And Don Shirley, the, the other character played by Mahershala Ali, his family has called it a symphony of lies and said that it is very factually inaccurate. And I think that is a problem because when you have white men, and the film was written by white men, when you have them manipulating the story of a black man to a 
essentially make him the supporting character in another white man's journey to wokeness, which is what the movie was about, right? Mahershala Ali was the supporting actor. Viggo Mortensen was the lead character. You have a fundamental problem. This is just using this black guy to better Viggo Mortensen, to make him a woker person. Uh, And that feels wrong to me in 2019. It feels like a driving Miss Daisy kind of situation. I get that, you know, it's not a terrible movie as a film. You do kind of walk out with a smile. There are nice moments, and it does teach a lesson of tolerance. Um, But the lesson still depicts black people as supporting characters in their own stories. When Mahershala Ali is the best supporting actor in a movie that's ostensibly about a black man, but really about a white dude, that's a problem. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's let's uh, leave that one there. Let's do a little bit of Rihanna and Neo. Hate that I love you. And then we're back with Mark Joseph Stern. We're talking about the Green New Deal. And one of the first times I've heard Mark say that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez AOC has, has made a big mistake. Back after this. Do it. This is 2FM. Right, we're back with Mark Joseph Stern. He was less than impressed with Green Book's win at the Oscars. Let's move on to the Green New Deal, which we've heard uh, talked about a lot over in the States. Now, it contains in it a line that has a lot of people up in arms um, basically saying they want to provide some form of welfare for people who are unable, fine or unwilling to work and this has uh, a lot of people up in arms Yes, okay, now let's talk about this This was a mistake and we should put that out up front Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the, the freshman congresswoman who introduced this bill who was cheerleading it, she has acknowledged it was an error and retracted this bit, uh, but it was in the original version, so I think it's worth exploring. Unwilling to work is a bad kind of guarantee to have in any federal legislation in the United States, right? We love work. We care deeply about work in this country. Every has to be oriented around work. And so I understand why she had to retract it and apologize, and it was a mistake. But I do think it's worth just taking a step back and asking, do we really never want to help out people who might technically be able to work, but for some reason can't find a way to do it? Let's talk about a 60-year-old retiree or would-be retiree who's worked in a car factory her entire life, and her job was replaced by a robot. She doesn't have the skills to continue going up the ladder in her factory, right? She's too young to take benefits to retire, but she's too old to start a new career. Should we really tell that woman you can either become a Walmart greeter or starve? I think we need to have a conversation in this country about people who are in that gray zone uh, and whether those people should be left out to starve or if they deserve some kind of benefits. Uh, and also, because the Green New Deal, it's it's kind of a, a proposed economic stimulus program that right. a- aims to address climate change and economic inequality. On that note, really interesting article in The Guardian this week, Moment of Reckoning, US cities burn recyclables after China bans imports. A quarter of a billion tonnes of year produced by the states um, and, and 40% of it goes to... China, all of a sudden, after years and years of accepting all this waste, they've said, nope, no more. And it's, uh, uh, I'm seeing a story here in Pennsylvania that 40% of the recycling that is going into recycling bins is now being burned. 
Yes, and this is a great example of why the broader Green New Deal structure makes a lot of sense. Look, in the United States, if we don't recycle our milk cartons, we get fined. My building got a fine because somebody threw out cardboard instead of recycling it, and yet we do not have the capacity to actually process recycled materials in this country. We've been shipping it to China, basically dumping it on China's doorstep. In 2018, China stopped taking most of our recycling, so now we are sending it to incinerators, largely centered in inner cities around impoverished neighborhoods, mostly populated by racial minorities. We are burning the plastic. It is releasing toxic chemicals into the air, and it may be giving these impoverished minorities cancer and other kinds of terrible diseases. So this is a great example of why we do need some kind of program, not just to decarbonize the economy and you know make more solar panels, but to fundamentally alter the way that we think about and process uh, environmental materials. We need to be investing in tons of recycling plants. We're going to need people to staff them. We should be paying people to build these factories and take these jobs so that we can do what China won't do anymore. Okay, well, let's see how that one develops and you can you can fill us in with updates as they arise. Always a pleasure at MJS underscore DC and you can catch Mark's musings at Slate as well. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Here we go. Two.